0: All right, guys, you're listening to Stay the Path podcast. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or the number of other platforms that this is on currently, then this is going to be episode three, a discussion on Alexander, Hannibal, and Caesar. But guys, in actuality, this is episode one, and I'll explain real quick. So I recorded what you're about to hear with a buddy, Nick, a while back. And at the time, we were both we both read a book called Masters of Command, which are which was a book comparing Alexander, Hannibal, and Julius Caesar. And I was talking about um, talking about that book on my Instagram. By the way, guys, um, I think most of you are listening to this podcast because you follow me on Instagram, and that's how you know about it. But Instagram is where I'm mostly active, and that is a platform that pushed me to create this podcast. Anyway, guys, so I was talking about it. There and people enjoy what I was saying. So I was talking with my buddy and we're like, all right, let's sit down and record a quick discussion about it. And that's what we did. Um, But that was before I even had a name. That was before Stay the Path podcast even existed. So what you're about to hear, a discussion on Alexander the Great, Hannibal and Julius Caesar. All right. What's up, guys? I'm joined with my bro, Nick. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about um, Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great, and Hannibal, and we're gonna pretty much be talking about what I think the deciding factors are for their victory. This is the first podcast I've ever done. You guys can follow me on Instagram at underscore alexander.zinc, underscore again. Uh, or follow me on Twitter at zinc alexander. Fancy, I know. So we're gonna be talking about the deciding factors that um all three of these men had, which I believe made them the great military commanders that they are. The deciding factors are gonna be love for the game, speed, shock, and agility. And then initiative. Um, I'm pulling some of this from the book Masters of Command, written by Barry Strass. Nick, you want to say something to the people out there?
1: I'm Nick. You can follow me on Instagram at Nicholas DeVere,
0: N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S. So starting off, Alexander the Great, he definitely um, displayed a love for the game. He genuinely loved warfare. Um and even though he is known to have had a few different wives, I definitely think that um, his love belonged to conquest and war. And it surpassed pretty much farther than any other person in their army, wouldn't you say? For sure. I mean, Alexander the Great was, was like the greatest <laughs> The greatest military leader Totally. in the world, like yeah. of all time. And I think when and his men kind of, they got tired, they wanted to go home, they wanted to see their wives. Alexander literally could not understand... How they yeah. didn't want to stop. He was relentless, and but his men were like, we've been on this trek for Asia and Persia for nine years, I want to go home, yeah. and he was he like... He could have
1: been loved by the people. Like oh, everyone yeah. was saying like he could have been loved for the rest of his life, but he wanted conquest so bad that he had literally a divided nation towards the end of his life because he wanted to keep going further and further, but people just wanted to go home at that point. Yeah, Leaving home for 12 years is tough, but yeah. to have someone so mind-driven is kind of crazy
0: yeah i think
1: conquest was his home yeah like he never and he said in the book too that i never really had a home he said that um yeah much, there was no home for him he never felt like he was he truly belonged somewhere Mm -hmm. he kept looking for somewhere further that he could find home he -hmm. said that was one of his goals to find a home
0: and i think that's also what set him apart from his men it's what made him a great leader um but it is also, it also kind of works with detriment at times because he, I, I really don't think he could put himself in the feet of some of his men who wanted to go home. I don't think he could.
1: He tried to understand it. Mm-hmm. He said, like, he was talking to all his military commanders saying that he would set the, send them home if they really want to. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they all loved Alexander so much and they wanted to be in his debt, but they wanted him to go home as well. True, true. They wanted his reign of conquest just to, you know, come to a halt for a bit. Mm-hmm. But he, he couldn't. He could have handled it. Mm-hmm. He could have handled not finding more of the world because he knew there was more every time he kept discovering. He kept yeah. seeing more and more. And That's I good. think even nowadays, men strive to find more and more things. Oh, yeah,
0: totally. And everyone. like You can see it in pop culture and, like, yeah. rap, like, oh, I'm always hungry. I'm always grinding. Like, yeah, it's it's like, kind of man's spirit to be relentless and to, to search for new lands. Obviously, no one has done what Alexander has done, no, um, conquered no that one's much ever land. No been able to, like, discover no. half the world all he, by yourself. He took it to a hole. A whole different level. Well, that's why his name is the Great. No one ever been called the Great. <laughs> the Great Man. All right. So obviously, love for the game. He had a love for warfare, and that's what made him excel as a leader. Number
1: two, speed, shock, and agility. Hannibal. Hannibal is the superior general in Carthage. He used shock and speed to his advantage, but he lacked the infrastructure and sustainment needed to carry out his war against Rome. He's good at requiring victories, but not great at using them to his advantage. He could have attempted to sack Rome, but he just chose not to.
0: Exactly. So pretty much when Hannibal marched his army over the mountains, over the Alps, Rome was like, what are you doing? All of a sudden, they had Carthage kind of in their backyard. And up until then, they didn't really see Carthage necessarily as a threat. More, They kind of just pushed Carthage around. And Carthage was kind of tired of them. Um, so Hannibal definitely used his agility to get his troops over the mountains, which surprised um, and underlined shock, shocked the Roman Empire. He won a few good victories, um, but he could have, he could have sacked Rome. He had the opportunity to sack Rome. Um, the, the road to Rome, um, is about a, probably a four week march for his army. Um, sieging the walls of Rome probably would have taken a few months. Um, but the reason why he didn't was because it it was once said that he was very good at gaining victories, but he wasn't really good at using those victories. So in another way, he would win a major battle and then he would kind of just stop, um, But that was bad for for Carthage because they didn't have the supplies and the constant flow of money and reinforcements because Carthage is not as rich as Roman, whereas Rome had multiple naval depots. They had the whole city of Rome, which is treasury, was immense. They kind of had endless funds, So Rome could afford taking breaks weeks, months off of the trek um, of defending their homeland, whereas Carthage couldn't. So at the very beginning, Carthage... Um, recognize that hey, if we're gonna win, if we're gonna beat Rome, we gotta do it fast because we don't have enough money, we don't have enough people, we don't have enough resources to uh, fight a long battle. And I think at the very beginning, Hannibal understood that, and he acted with that swiftness, and it worked. It scared Rome. Um, but uh, when he had the, when Hannibal was given the opportunity to possibly sack Rome. He decided not to, and I think that was really what led him to not being able to defeat the Romans. Um, he ran out of resources. He kind of ran out of well, he ran out of momentum, um, which is pretty much the the unfortunate part for Hannibal. But that doesn't mean he's a horrible leader. He's probably one of the greatest military minds out there of all times. Um, so speed, shock, and agility um, very was very successful for Hannibal in the beginning. Um, unfortunately, he just wasn't able to keep that up. All right,
1: he lacked, I think, one thing, which was. Alexander, if you read his book, you would understand. He said that you can't lack hesitation. I think he hesitated.
0: Mm-hmm, that's true.
1: Rome. He did. If he didn't hesitate and said, we're going to go mm-hmm. all out against Rome. Totally. He may have had a chance, but he never knew. No. He, he, you, don't, exactly. you can't hesitate.
0: You can't hesitate. Um, I think, well, sometimes in war, there's times when you have to uh, kind of take a step back and either either let the enemy come to you or let time play out. But there is a difference between being patient and hesitating. Um, Alexander never hesitated; however, he was patient. Hannibal did hesitate. You're right. Um, and that that didn't work out well for him. He should have seized. Should have seized the day, the moment. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't. I guess go forward to what he was planning on doing. Exactly.
1: He was. I think he was scared in some aspects Mm -hmm. because who wouldn't be scared of conquering Rome which was the strongest empire in the world at that time Yep. and and if you can't I guess I guess it applies to real life right now like if you hesitate sometimes you never get the chance of experiencing what could happen and Hannibal could have been going down as Hannibal the Great but
0: yeah unfortunately he did go down as probably one of the greatest generals of all times unfortunately technically he was a losing general yeah but you're right that was a good point. Never hesitate, um, and I think I think it was recorded. Well, I guess historians kind of disagree on this, but later in his life, um, he talked about how he regretted not taking the opportunity to sack Rome when he had when it was given to him. Um, so he probably realized down the road. Shoot, should have should have taken the initiative. Exactly. All right. Well, actually, perfect segue into number three, which is a deciding factor of initiative. Um, using Caesar as this example, so Caesar and Pompey were obviously very. Uh, egotistical people. Both of them wanted almost absolute power. Pompey probably would have shared some of it with the the, the Senate, um, but I think setting out from the beginning, Julius Caesar wanted absolute power. He knew that he being consul wasn't enough. He wanted to be a dictator. But regardless of that, both men were super egotistical, um, and both of their armies more or less loved them as their leader. I would say Caesar's army was a little bit more loyal to him Um, because they were together when when they were conquering Gaul, Um, whereas Pompey's troops might have been more loyal to him because of money. But either way, both Pompey and Caesar told their men that they were fighting for Rome, so there was that kind of patriotic ideal. However, when it came to probably the the biggest battle at um, Pharsalus, Caesar took the initiative. Um, His judgment was accurate and precise. When um, Pompey's was lacking, Pompey was a little bit slow um, and pretty much was... um, outsmarted by Caesar and I think that, that I mean that was the battle that um, kind of had Pompey and his men flee. Caesar just took the initiative he saw a weakness in his enemy which is a good leader exploits that weakness. Pompey was very smart in the same sense he also exploited Caesar's weaknesses yeah. but not to the extreme of Caesar Caesar was very fast about it, it
1: was very uh, I guess Pompey was also considered one of the greatest generals in Rome but yeah
0: he was
1: throughout history they keep saying you always hear Caesar. Mm -hmm. Caesar just had a different presence to himself. Like Pompey, he he understood how the battlegrounds worked, but I think he wanted... He didn't really enjoy battle compared to Caesar, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like Caesar, he took everything that was given to him Mm -hmm. and he just took the initiative at that moment. Mm -hmm. While Pompey probably would have took a step back and thought about it at first instead of making an initiative... Right then and there, saying, this is what has to be done. Totally. Pompey would think about it. Totally. Caesar would take the initiative. Yeah.
0: And I think Caesar, well, Caesar wanted absolute power, whereas Pompey, because I, I think that's what really drove Caesar. He wanted to be loved by all. Exactly. Pompeii wanted to
1: be known for his greatness, while mm-hmm. Caesar just wanted, he wanted everything to himself. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think that is also kind of the driving factor that maybe had Caesar work a little bit harder than Pompey. All right. Well, anyway, guys, hopefully this was somewhat interesting to you. Um, I'm going to have other people on this. We're going to be talking about books, about leadership, uh, and some questions that I get asked a lot. Uh, however, this was just a short kind of um, uh, short little talk about a comparison between Alexander the Great and Hannibal and, of course, Julius Caesar and the dis- deciding factors of what made them great. Love of the game Love of warfare For Alexander the Great Speed, shock, and agility And how Hannibal used that To his benefit And of course Initiative How Caesar owned the battlefield At Pharsalus. Once again guys You can follow me on Instagram At underscore Alex Zinc underscore again Or at Zinc Alexander On Twitter Uh, Nick Closing statements Uh, You can follow me at Nicholas the On Instagram again (laughs) Please drop a follow And and uh, be a man As you go on to this day Chase glory Strive for conquest Amen Never hesitate. All right, guys, have a great day.